welcome, my friend, to another episode. Hey, before we get started, I want you to picture this, your best caregiver self. What would it look like? Imagine living your caregiver journey with vitality and joy. It might seem like a distant dream right now, but you know what? It is entirely within your reach. When you craft a personalized path focused on quality care and your well-being, the impossible becomes possible. That's what the Empowerful Caregiver School is all about. You'll receive daily video lessons, a robust journaling workbook packed with practical strategies and reflective questions guiding you towards growth and empowerment as a caregiver. Plus, you'll be part of a supportive community in our private Facebook group and join us for bi-weekly group coaching sessions. Let's rewrite your caregiver story together. Join Empowerful Caregiver School today and start thriving. Click on the link in the show notes or go right out to my website at kathylvan.com forward slash empowerful to learn. Okay, let's jump into today's lesson. Well, hello, my friend, and thank you for listening to episode number 48 of the Caregiver Cup podcast. At the time of this podcast, it's in July of 2021, and it's right in the middle of the Olympics in Tokyo. This past week brought lots of news from the girls' gymnastics team with Simone Biles. I don't know if you've been watching it, but I have, and I was looking so forward to watching Simone go ahead and really perform, but she pulled herself out of the group in an individual round competition due to mental illness issues. The new story got me thinking about how this story really relates to being a caregiver, or we can kind of relate it to being a caregiver. First of all, if you haven't watched any of the news or maybe you haven't watched the media, I want to just share a New York Times article published on July 27, 2021, and then it was updated on July 21st, 2021. And I'm quoting this, and it says, when she twisted fewer times than she had planned in the vault, she knew she was not herself, having lost her usually uncanny sense of where her body is in the air and failing to complete the kind of daring skill she is known for. Biles, the most decorated gymnast in the world, walked off the mat and left the competition, saying she was not mentally prepared to continue. At the end of the day, she had quoted here by quoted, she was quoted at the end of the day, we're human too. So we have to protect our mind and our body rather than just go out there and do what the world wants us to do, do, Simone Biles says. With the year that it's been, I'm really not surprised how it played out. Like I said, it can be so similar, her story, to being a caregiver in many ways. And so in this episode, I want to talk about it and break down this a little bit and why I thought this way. 
Think about how much time, practice, energy, and overall dedication it takes for any athlete, especially Simone Biles and the gymnastics team, to prepare for their competition. They train and they train and they train. Well, as caregivers, you and I, or we, dedicate our time and energy to doing what our loved one needs. We are also we are managing their care like their baths, their meds, you know, their mobility issues, taking care of them whatever way we need to take care of them. And we're also managing the household, we're managing finances, we're working for our job and our business, plus doing all of the normal caregiving things, uh, taking our loved one to appointments and advocating for their care. I know some of you have children at home so that you're taking care of your children. Simone and other athletes that are training, they're doing their wiring multiple practices of a day and one being in the early, early morning. Plus they're taking care of their nutrition and making sure they're eating right and t- having probably watching their caloric intake, their protein intake. They're monitoring their hydration and their sleep. You think about it. If Simone doesn't get that, her energy and her performance suffers. Think about you too. What about you? If you go back to my episodes, um, episode number 42 and episode number 28, and I'll put these in the show notes, I share about my morning routines, my morning mindset, and the benefits of finding your morning routine and your morning mindset. Getting up early isn't easy, but it pays huge dividends when it comes to your health. For me, if when I get up in the morning, and I, I said this in episode number 42, when I get up in the morning, that first hour is probably the only time I have total control over. I do it before anything else happens. I do it before I read my emails. I do it before I, I check in on my phone or take care of my loved ones or go to work. You can't be at your best if you don't pay attention to your nutrition, your hydration, your exercise, your sleep, and most importantly, your mind and your body. Think about the hours and hours an athlete puts in the gym and puts in behind the cameras to get to the Olympics. I think there's so much pressure, and this is just personally Kathy talking, I think there's so much pressure on these athletes to get the gold or get the silver, or if they don't get to to that level, the media almost makes them look like they're a failure, but to get to the Olympics is a huge, huge accomplishment. I also think about the things that they have to give up to get there. I watched, it's kind of funny, I watched the Simone Biles movie last night on Lifetime, and I think they had, I'm taping this on Saturday, and so I watched it Friday night, I think they had all the Olympic movies on there, but I watched the Simone Biles movie, and I think I've watched it before, and one thing she had to give up in this movie, and I'm I'm sure it's probably true, is her normal high school life. 
And in the movie, she was talking about being with her friends and going to prom and going to the activities. And so she was homeschooled and had to give up all of her high school social life. But she found friendships with her gym teams and her siblings. And through her grandparents who adopted her, she chose to enjoy life differently with their help. Well, as caregivers, our days and our schedules look very different than they did prior to caregiving. I don't mean to laugh, but I think about I never appreciated my life before I became a caregiver as much as I do now. It's kind of like we always do the the good old days. Maybe that's a saying, but don't you wish you could go back and just relive life when your loved one was feeling great and you were enjoying more time. Yeah, we all do. Our normal, our new normal is our new reality now. We have to look at ways to find joy in our new normal. Caregiving isn't usually a short-term journey for us, but it isn't also a forever thing either. You can choose to be down and miserable and not enjoying it and complaining or living in the, the negativity, or you can take this piece of your life as a gift or take it as this is the card that I'm dealt and I'm going to make the best of it and find the inner strength and beauty in it. When you look back at this time in your life years from now, don't you want to go back and look at it as a gift, as a piece of your life where you are just proud of what you did, or better yet, how you grew into this amazing woman of strength and wit? I sure do. I truly believe there was a reason now that I'm here. Instead of focusing on what you have to give up, think about it as delaying your time or, oh, I'm just, I, I just have a, a crook in the road or a, it's just a hiccup in my life. I listened to this life, Lifetime movie, like I said last night, Simone's grandma and her grandparents adopted her. So she really calls her grandma, her mom, her mom said and told Simone in this movie When she didn't make the U.S. team to go to the London Olympics, she actually went to the following one, which was the Rio Olympics. She didn't make the cut at the world championships, I think. She told Simone, your dream is just delayed. You can still have the dream. Same goes for you. You may have to slow down your passion or your goal or your purchase or your vacation or whatever it would be right now, but it can still happen. It may be happening slower or you may have to reprioritize things, but it still can happen. You just have a hiccup or a delay in the road. Your priorities have changed just a bit, but don't say it'll never happen. Now, let's kind of talk about the unbelievable pressure and stress Olympic athletes are put under. 
Yeah, it's always been that way, but I think things have changed a little bit in our society and in the overall scheme of things. They they choose the path, but I can't imagine how hard it is to deal with competition of you have to be your best, you have to perform, you have to go ahead and get the gold or whatever it would be. But then you have the press, press now, the social media And it's almost like Olympics paparazzi in a way. And then now you have the COVID outbreak and you don't have your family and friends now in in Tokyo. I think about probably all of these athletes have always had their family at all of their events cheering them on. So it has to be different. It is somewhat relatable to us as caregivers. Think about your stressors every day. Think about your fear or your worries or your frustrations or your anger, your resentment, your guilt or more. Think about those stressors. If you think about, you may not have your nucleus of friends right now because maybe you had to go ahead and cut that off a little bit or make that not as much of a priority or each day brings on something different. Just in my week, this past week, I brought my mom for her follow-up with the dermatologist, and the dermatologist diagnosed her with lupus. I know there's a big, long word. It's a certain type of lupus. We had a, a panel done, a lupus panel done, and the results came back confirming that she has the autoimmune disease. And on top of it, she's got lung cancer, emphysema, and this poor lady is just struggling so much. I feel helpless and I wish I could take her pain away and give her her energy back to make her feel good. I know you have these stressors and the anxiety and the frustration as well. And you're trying to go ahead, many of you in the Caregiver Cup community, and this is our private Facebook group. So if you are a caregiver listening and you want to join our Caregiver Cup community, just go out to Facebook and I click the join button. You'll have to answer a series of questions. But many of our Caregiver Cup community listeners, and if you're listening, you've said these words to me. I feel like I'm jugg- I'm doing a juggling act sometime, trying to go ahead and balance everything and making sure I'm doing the best that I possibly can, or I'm riding this emotional roller coaster of emotions. One day I'm up, one day I'm down, one day there's good news, and one day there's awful news. I have to admit, yesterday, I could barely function. I I was so owly, so moody, emotional, I had a migraine and I think it was the the pressure and the weather outside and then I opened the windows up and that really just contributed to me to to it and I just didn't want to do anything. I was in a funk. Everything to me yesterday was a struggle and I was starting to really just really just go into this negative spot. Nothing seemed to work for me. I did my morning walk that didn't help. I did my gardening. That didn't help. I worked my job and had to fight every gremlin in my head. And I, I but I was still a ball of emotions. I was just 
just not with it. And everything I said out of my mouth was negative. My husband was so supportive and I, I feel so bad that I was just a crab yesterday and just couldn't deal with things. I had to say no to helping my, my family. Actually, uh, my son's girlfriend asked me if I could come over and help her with some things around her apartment yesterday. I couldn't even go. Migraine and mood. Oh my gosh. That was the double M. <laughs> I didn't call my mom like I do every day, and I couldn't call her. I felt guilty, but I didn't dare call her. I texted her, and she didn't text me back right away, and I just, my fingers got sassy, and I texted her back and saying, how come you didn't text me? But if I would have called her, I would it would have just contributed to more emotional stress. To make a long story short, I got a good night's sleep did some journaling, and I feel so much better today, but I was in a funk. We all have those days as caregivers, but it should be an alert. It should be a red flag or an indication that something is wrong and potentially you're burning out. I think I was. I had a really rough week of everything was Everything was bubbling the past week. Work, house, my mom's illness, everything was bubbling. As much controversy, and and let me flip the switch a little bit here. Sorry, I read my notes and I'm like, I jumped right into it. I didn't even kind of transition here, but let me transition back to Simone a bit. As much controversy and negativity as Simone is getting about dropping out of her competition, I personally am so glad that mental illness is being talked about. If I was her family, her coach, her friends, I would tell her I'm proud of her for being courageous. When she said she couldn't function, I stopped and I said, yes, I can so relate. Can you relate? When's the last time you told yourself one of these things? I can't focus. Oh my gosh, think about that. I can't focus. I just can't function today. I'm in a fog. I'm so distracted. I just can't work today. I just can't caregive today. I just can't do it. If you're saying yes to any of these, these are signs that you are in either caregiver stress or if you said them numerous times, maybe you're in caregiver burnout, or worse, you're in compassion fatigue. I know you've heard me talk about this if you've listened to this podcast, but I have a free resource that you can get the signs and symptoms of caregiver overwhelm by going to kathylvan.com forward slash caregiver stress. And I'll put these in the notes or put this in the notes. It's a warning sign that you need a break. You need to get away. You need to take care of yourself. I know you might say, I can't right now. I can't get away. And I know if if your loved one is in hospice care or you're in this stage of your life or stage of caregiving where he, he or she needs immediate and all day care, yes, it may be true. But you can, you have to find a way to take an hour away, 30 minutes away, 
whatever it would be. It may be you need a nap, a walk, a drive for an hour. I think you can find somebody that can fill in for you for just a little respite time. But if your loved one is dealing with a chronic illness and it's a long haul, like my mom or my spouse, you need to take respite care often. And if you listen to episode 40 of the Caregiver Cup podcast, and I'll put this link in the note, I talk about the importance of respite care. And that is regular time away for yourself and how important that is. And maybe it's a, no, it's a, it's a half a day. Maybe it's every day, an hour, whatever. It's important to ask for help. It's important to do what Simone did too. And she said, no, I can't do it. It impacted her team. It impacted her family. It impacted the U.S. Olympic athletes and the U.S. Olympic committee and the U.S. Olympic country. No, it impacted us. But in the long run, your health and mental well-being are the most important things. You can't be an effective caregiver if you're burning out. I think of I think I brought this up in a previous episode. My uncle buddy died one day after my grandma's funeral. He was a caregiver and an executive of the estate. He caregived with his siblings, my mom, my two other aunts, but he was also the executor of the estate. And there was a lot of emotional things going on in the family. I have no proof that he died of caregiver burnout or compassion fatigue, but it is very likely. And the reason I'm telling you this is because you can't keep going on and on and on without taking care of yourself. So my action step for you today as we end this episode is to reflect on your health, your health and well-being. I want you to ask yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being great when it comes to your health and 1 being worst, where are you at? Where are you at physically? Where are you at spiritually? Where are you at mentally? And if that scale is down and you are saying six, five, four, whatever it would be, you need to take a serious look. What can you do to improve your health? What can you do to improve your mental well-being? What can you do to improve your situation in general? You need to go ahead and really take a look at that. Take care of yourself. Taking care of yourself first is not selfish at all. It is so necessary. So what I want you to do as an action step for this podcast is commit to yourself this week. Tell your loved one that you are working you are working in on on it for yourself. You're working in time for you. Maybe an hour a day or a day off is what you need. Maybe it's asking your family and friends to help. Or maybe you just have to get darn committed to trying something new. I know when Dennis was getting chemotherapy, I sat in the chair next to him versus 
He was sleeping in the chair. Why didn't I pick up and go for a half hour walk? I could have let the nurses know that I was going to be away for 30 minutes. I didn't have to be by his side totally. So before we close today, can you do me one more favor? Just one more favor. Give me a review on your podcast site. Tell people about the Caregiver Cup podcast. By you giving a review, it's going to go ahead and share with more people. Hopefully you give me a five-star rating or hopefully you take just a minute to talk about the podcast. I truly would appreciate it. Or better yet, take a screenshot of the podcast and share it on your Facebook page or your Instagram page or whatever site you're, you are on. Let's spread the word together that caregivers should be putting their care first and seeing the importance of filling their cup first. So to end today, I want you to take care of yourself, my friend, and I hope that we can talk again in the next episode. So love you all and we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.